Um, today, three, two, one. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we have a uh, magician. Okay. But, um, yeah, today's going to be a little different because we have 72 verses to cover. And if I did that, it would be like two hours. So, and boring. So what I want to do is, uh, you know, if the slide says it, you just have to do it. So you can't get mad at me. Um, I don't know how, oh, wait. Gosh. Do it again. Okay. You failed me. Uh, no. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's all, all out on one. Never mind. One shot. One and done. Oh. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyways, hey, we're going through the life of Christ with the book of Mark. Yeah, here's what it says. Good job. A little late. Um, no Harry Potter. But uh, here's what I want to do. We have 72 verses, and I want us to split them into six groups. If you've never been in here before, this is not how we usually do it. We've got to do it a little different today. Um, so if you're an introvert, you probably hate me right now because I'm making you do this. But I really want you to. I'm an introvert. I don't like meeting new people that much, but I have to do it. Um, and uh, so I don't know how many people are in here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So what's uh what's twenty four divided by six? Four. Is it really? Okay, good. I failed math, but um actually I made a D, and Catherine helped me with my homework. So it's not. It's not. So I failed the test. She did great on the homework. It's not her fault. She she yeah I just failed the test. Homework got me through. So do your homework. So um here's what I want to do. Right now I want you to break into groups of four. Um and oh. Four groups of, wait, no, six groups of four. Yeah. Yes, I got that right. Or somebody did. So I need six groups of four. So I guess just sit at six tables. Yeah, and four people. So I only want to see six tables being used, and this is including adults as well. So do that in the next three minutes. Just move around like you need to. All right, so this is group number one. Group number two, number three with Ashton Leo, um, four, five, six. All right, and I'll be in y'all's group. All right. So what I want you to do, if you uh, can, is on the paper and then plus on the... Um, when it loads up here on the... PowerPoint. So group one has got Mark chapter 14 verses 1 through 11. And then group two has got 12 through 26. Yeah, so Carol's groups one, two, three, four, five, then six. So I only want you to answer the questions on your verse. And then when it gets about 10 o'clock, maybe before then, uh, we're going to share answers and learn off each other. So, <laughs> All right, here's the questions I want answered by the end of it. Let me explain it really quick. 
Um, so here's this is if you ever done a thing called Discovery Bible Study, we use that a lot here at church. Uh, DBS for short. If you ever hear those three letters together, Discovery Bible Study is just a way for you to open up the Word of God and learn for yourself without somebody like preaching it to you or throwing it down your throat. So it's a really good practice. It's a really good thing. So here's what I want you to do as you dissect this passage: is answer these questions. What do we learn about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit from that particular passage? What do we learn about people? So how are they interacting? What are they doing? What does it say about us? How do people respond? Pull as many things as you can from that one place. And then finally, in what ways, including the S, multiple, what ways can we apply this passage to our lives? Think about us as college students, young adults, different situations, maybe you have a job, um, and share anything that can be helpful at the end of the class. So right now it is... 10.47, so we have 13 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodness, excuse me. So it's 9.40. Yeah, for real. Man, 9.47. Um, so at 10 o'clock, we will uh, we'll call on each table and we'll share everything, and then there's like places for you to write it down. So, yeah, for sure. There you go. So we got, uh, I gave us five extra minutes, mostly because I looked past the time. Um, but this is hard to answer in 15 minutes or 10, 20, whatever, because it's a lot, a lot of questions to work through because of the text. So, hey, we're going to start with verse one. I still want to read the text. We'll skim through it pretty fast, but like my goal for this class is just to read all of Mark. And so I want to get that done. So let's start at verse one, then we'll go through 11, and then just like in two minutes, just cover your question is going to be really hard. So, we'll start at verse 1 of chapter 14, and we'll read through the chapter together as best we can. It says, Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some shot, sly way to arrest Jesus and kill Him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may, may riot. While He was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on His head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why waste the perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you'll always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you won't always have me. So she did what she could, and she poured perfume on my body because beforehand to prepare me for my burial. I tell you the truth, whoever the gospel was preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them, and they were delighted to hear this, and they promised to give him money, so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Alright, so uh, group one, what do we learn about God, what do we learn about Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? And try to keep it like two to three sentences, which I know can be tough. Well, we said that Jesus had compassion on the woman and the others looked at her differently, and God was in control and His plan was being implemented, no matter if anybody else understood it or not. Yeah, so it didn't matter, for sure. Um, is there anything else you pulled from it? There doesn't have to be, but... Okay, what did we learn about people? Um, that people looked at things logically, like how much the perfume cost and it was being wasted. And, you know, they looked at the logical side of things. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that also, we thought it was interesting that 
in the opening of this passage and in the closing, the Pharisees were looking for a way to kill Jesus, and at the closing, they found a way to kill Jesus. Mm. So they kind of snuck it in for sure. So what's uh, two or three ways we can apply this passage to our lives? Uh, make sure that our intentions are right and value our relationship with Christ over whatever the world says. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, especially for possessions. So let's give them a hand. Good job. Good job, great one. You're in the lead. Okay. Uh, verse 12. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room? Where may I eat Passover with my disciples? He'll show you a large upper room, furnished and ready, and make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. It's a meal. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve, and when they, they, uh, while they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one of them said to them, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied, the one who dips, into the, uh, dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It will be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they drank from it. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drew it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. All right, group two. What do we learn about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? Uh, we put that um, God knows our heart and our intentions even when we don't. Um, and then for what we learn from the passage, we put that when people deny God, sin creeps into their lives and that people are just generally weak. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the ways we can apply it, we just put to trust God in every aspect of your life. Oh, awesome. I like it. All right. Uh, let's go over to verse 27. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it's written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. We'll see that in a few passages. But after I've risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. You think that now. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted empathetically, even if I have to die with you, I'll never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to deeply he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he went to the ground, or he fell to the ground and prayed that if the possible if possible the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. And when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They didn't know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting enough? The hours come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. All right. 
ver or group three. Okay, so isn't that Jesus um, shows his feelings of hurt and trial and fear of death. Um, God is forgiven, shows mercy. The Holy Spirit intercedes in our weakness. And then for people, we said, people make claims and promises they don't mean or they can't keep. Mm. And in ways that I can apply to our lives, God holds the future in his hands. There's greater reward in store. Everything's possible with God and when falling into temptation, pray. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really good. Don't make promises to God you can't keep. That's a big one. I like that point. Uh, okay, verse 43. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him, with him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them, The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The man seized Jesus and arrested him. Then the one standing, standing near drew his sword, Peter, and struck the servant on the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you've come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you didn't arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus, and when they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. All right? Um, so we said that about Jesus, that he was willing for Scripture to be fulfilled regardless because he knew Jesus was going to betray him, and he hung out with him anyway. So he's always willing to allow Scripture to be fulfilled regardless. Um, about people, they're rash, and they act based on emotions. And in some ways we can apply this to our life, um, sometimes we disagree with what Jesus wants for us, and we try to stop His plans, like several of them did. But um, we just have to trust Him and know that He's always going to know better than we do. Amen. It's a good point. Hey, I didn't tell you this, but if you're not doing it already, um, like write down when it gets to the next group and try to like just write down what they're saying is to you. You can take this sheet with you. I'm not going to take it back. I don't want it. I can print off some more. All right. Uh, verse. Uh, where are we at? Verse 53, okay. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they didn't find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. And then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I'll destroy this man-made temple, and in three days we'll build another, not made by man. Yet even their testimony didn't agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, Jesus said, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. That's a shame. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. All right? Group five. So, um, so the first question, um, we learned that Jesus is the Son of God, mm -hmm. and um, Jesus is patient, has self-control. Ooh, yeah, for sure. What do we know about people? Um, that people have bad memories, and they seem to be against everything, criticizing Jesus and questioning Him. Mm. 
Yeah, for sure. They were rough with them. And uh, for the third one, um, we learned that just let people talk about us however they want without us having fighting back, retaliating. Just um, let them do it, say whatever they want. Mm. Just, that's you, how you see us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, follow Jesus' example. So when people are speaking ill of you and things like that, making up things about you, um, it was obvious to everyone there that they were making up the stories because the stories didn't even agree with each other. Yeah. But rather than Jesus making a fool of himself um, by retaliating and trying to call out every single person whose false witness was being bared against him, he just kind of sat back and let them uh, uh, wallow in their own foolishness. Mm-hmm. When the truth did come out and they asked him a specific question that was accurate, he replied to that. Mm, yeah. That's where that kill him with kindness comes in and peace. Don't fight with swords and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And this is going to lead into the last passage in group number 6. Verse 66. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with the Nazarene Jesus, or with that Nazarene Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out to the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them, and again he denied it. After a little while, those standing near to Peter said, Surely you're one of them, for you're a Galilean. He began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, saying, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time, and the Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. All right, this is the best group. I was in it. Um, so, what do we, what, what's your take away from that? Um, Jesus loves us, loves us, even though we will disown him in many ways. Um, and we were talking, um, our, like our commitment in baptism is enough. We don't need to all, like Peter before is like, I'll never disown. Mm-hmm. God doesn't need our continual, I'll never do this, God, I'll always be good kind of thing. He knows we're going to mess up, and that's what the baptism, the repentance is for. It's, it's to cover that. Um, yeah, for sure. And then each day, God gives us opportunities to choose Him over whatever it may be. And I used um, that. I work with people that gossip from start to finish, and I have a choice to join in or not. And mm. There are times that I do, and but those are opportunities to not to choose Jesus over that. Um, people, people are ashamed. People. Um, God's conviction will always catch up to you. Mm-hmm. You can sleep on it. You can ignore it, but it'll always eventually break you, as as did Peter. Um, and then we can... Uh, it's interesting when they um, say, you're a Galilean, like you talk like a Galilean. Come on, you, we know you know Jesus. Yeah. Um, we, we kind of took that and, and used it you can use Jesus, or you can represent him even just in your language. I'm sh- I know that they're uh, reverting to his accent. Yeah. But even just using little little kind of plugs here and there, uh, we talked about instead of saying, oh, it's such a beautiful day, it's such a nice day, you could say, it's a glorious day. Mm. And that, that, you know, who's the glory to? Yeah. Who's glory, you know? Um, 
and maybe that'll get people. It's just a little little difference that can make that. And um, Megan and Tyler face a lot of persecution in the journalism department, and so those are ways that we all can. But I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. When you're called to be set apart, people set you apart from them. So. All right, uh, thank you. Um, it was so hard to pick a winner, uh, but number six wins. Um, they're just so good. They're so good. All right, hey, let's pray together before we go and uh, thank God for this, this morning and uh, this word. God, thank you so much for today. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for being a great and glorious God, one who created all things by just your word. I thank you for the opportunity to, to have life today um, because just by waking us up, you show us we have purpose to impact this world. And I pray that all of us do that through your Holy Spirit, that you empower us by these words that we read today and apply it to our lives so that we can change the lives of others. Um, God, you've called us to be set apart and that comes with a lot of things. Uh, but help us to learn by the examples of Peter, all the disciples, and just from these stories, Lord, um, that being set apart is worth it because one day we get to see you and we get to be with you, Lord. Thank you for Mark who wrote down these words thousands of years ago that still apply to our lives today. Um, but more than reading them, help us to do them. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.